Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this, that, or fact basketball talk. I'm your host, the Black Swan, aka Anwar Snuffy Dog Smell. I should have said that the other way, but it's still T H A B L A C K S W A A N. You know, we out here with Coach. Coach, say something to the people. What I want, what to do, what to do. Now, we run into some mechanical difficulties, technical difficulties, but the show must still go on. Fact. Like, 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 like the show gotta go on. We doing this every week, and we ain't stopping. Facts. So what we want to jump into first, uh, we, we got Tum Tum lined up. We're waiting on Tum Tum to get in the game. But right now, we want to jump into the fine nine, our uh, power rankings. Let's get it. Oh, yeah, Joe Boy. Grab me that paper right there. We got Joe Boy in the background, guys. Everybody say what's up to Joe Boy. <coughs> let, me get my, let me get my paper. My rankings, I feel good about these today. What they do? I feel good about these today. Right in the front, in the front section. You can see a white paper sticking out. The front, 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 front. Oh, that guard gone. Oh, my paper's gone. Yep, paper's gone. Everything that could go wrong, goes wrong. That's Murphy's Law, correct? That's Murphy's Law, correct? Okay, hold on. He's waiting to get in. Oh, He's waiting to get in, so we're going to start with him let's first. Then. Yeah. My senior year, and then along the line, Michigan State came in. <clears throat> and then, long story short, I ended up playing at, signing with Michigan State, playing there for four years. Um, during my journey at Michigan State, a lot, a lot changed for me as far as in my life personally, um, I, I kind of realized that I was more than a basketball player in my four years of college. And, and I had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. I could coach, I could speak, I could play. So and at, at, at the end of my senior year, basketball was, was no longer my life, but it became an option for me. But I, I, just, I just found my identity outside of the game. I just realized that I was more than a basketball player. So. It was once in my life, but at that time, it became a it became an option for me, and I chose not to go down that path anymore. Um, I ended up going to work for the Phoenix Suns for a year, Woo! and I had a Woo! Had a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on! Woo! I did not know yeah. that. Shout out to Phoenix Suns. Shout out for, for hiring you in the first place, and I, but I know that's the hard work you put in. Shout out to Spoodia. Every time he say the Suns, I gotta show my guy Spoodia. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up I ended up working for the Suns for a year in the player development assistant role. Um, when they called me, they called me. It was crazy. I didn't know what they was calling me, but, but so along I I didn't really know whether or not I wanted to be a coach at that time. So that year was really difficult for me personally. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that, but that year was really difficult for me. Um, but. After that, yeah, I still I had a couple other opportunities to, to work in the NBA with a couple of teams and opportunity to come back to Michigan State and work with the, the basketball staff at Michigan State. Um, I ended up taking the job to come back to Michigan State where I'm in my second year. I'm about to finish up my second year at Michigan State. Um, in um, next month, hopefully, I will be finishing up my master's degree. So. That's good. That's good. That's good. Let's good. toast to that. We got to toast to that. Good, good. I love that. I love we, that. Tom, Tom. We have a little thing on our <laughs> show whenever something special happens, anything that we got to celebrate, we like to get a little clink, clink for that. Way to go, guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely, trust me, we toast to that for real. That's definitely uh, something that I never, ever in my life saw myself doing, graduating with a master's degree. Um, I would definitely be the first one in my family to Hopefully, I won't be the last one, and that's that's kind of my vision for it, you know. Yeah, I know, little bro, little bro, gonna follow your footsteps now. For sure, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I'm not really big on being the first one to do something. I'm, 
I'm being or not being the last one to do something. So right. that's kind of that's kind of my mindset about that. So that's a little bit about me. All right, now I got a few questions. Cause I yes, remember, sir. I remember when you was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> At Nash, you and you and Pachi, boy, listen, you all two together was was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's how long wow. it's been. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, now I know you went to Sunrise, right? And and, and which uh, that's Kansas. Yes, sir. Yeah, you you play with Buddy, right? I did. Yeah. How was that playing like? You know, like going off to school and playing with a, a fellow behemoth, you know, in a different yeah. place. On a high level. Yeah, it was it was it was it was special because I was actually at a school in Florida called South Florida Prep Christian Academy. I was at that school. Oh Lord. And you know, there was rumors about Buddy Buddy was supposed to come there. Now I never met him before before I got to Sunrise, I never met him, but I heard a lot about him. Okay. And it was rumors about him coming to the school I was at, but that never happened. So when we went to Sun when I went to Sunrise, um, linking up with him was it was it was a special it was a special thing for, for me, for the both of us really, because we were we were two guys who were just hungry for success. And as soon as I met him we, we kinda hit it off and built a, a, a good relationship. Um I remember one day I was a sophomore when Buddy was a senior in high school. I remember one day he was living in the same house, but his room was next to my room. And he called me in his room one night, and he was and he was like, he was like, bro, tell me about you, tell me about your story and stuff like that. He was like, every time I look, every time I look to the right, we run in the sprint. Every time I look to the right, you right there with me. Right. Every time I'm in the gym, you in the gym. Like, what's your story? What's your background? And we kind of shared each other's story that one night, and I I felt like. That was when our relationship started to get super close. Like we were super competitive. Like our coach never put us on the same team in practice. <laughs> like because it would just it would be too easy for us. So what he would do is he would put us on opposite teams. So practice could be like um, you know competitive. Like, right. I can remember in times and when we was in high school together. Like our high school coach, Coach Kyle, he used to ban us from playing open gym because the the. It would get so serious between him and I that that coach would just like shut the gym down from playing open gym. Like it would just be, I come down in one possession trying to score, and then he come down in the next possession trying to score me. That it would just, it would turn into one on one basketball. Mm. But <laughs> I can't tell you how many times me and Buddy played one on one. I don't, I couldn't even count the times like <laughs> we played one on one. But we was definitely, we definitely pushed each other. But. That was definitely something to be, you know, to be able to play with a fellow behemoth of, of, you know, that, that caliber of talent. Right, that's special. That's special. And then, and then it's so strange, it's so crazy that when you went to Phoenix, because Aiden was there too, right? Yeah, Aiden was there. Yeah. Right. So, like, you had so much connection with like behemoths. Is 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 crazy. Yeah, it was, that was that was good too because I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know him personally. You know, prior to that. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I'd heard about him though. And so when I first when I first got there, it was kind of you know like wow I never met this guy before but I heard about him and, but we hit it off instantly too but obviously it was different because I wasn't playing I was on the coaching side of things but you know I was younger closer to all those guys in, in age so I, I tell a lot of people that I don't even I don't even think he know how good he is I mean he's that great of a, a talent like the things he able to do I mean I think he's you know. 
as he continued to progress over the years, he would become one of those like once in a generation type player. Mm. That's the kind of talent I believe he has. That's crazy. Remember where you hear it here first. That's crazy. Yeah, because looking at him too, like, see how you had the hands on eye to eye? Like, we'll mm-hmm. watch him and be like, hey, he, he's okay. He underperforming. Right. Because, like, that's how, that was our take for the past. Uh, we've been doing this for about two, three months. And our early take of the season was, hey, he's kind of underperforming. Now, he 100% has stepped it up as the latter part of the season came along. But it's great to see him starting to realize that potential that you just described. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, Phoenix, Phoenix is playing really, really good right now. And, I, you know, that organization is, you know, just trying to continue to move up and, and move up. And they have the pieces to do that. They have a great coaching staff. And, you know, they have great players to do it. But, you know, when you are, when you don't know how great you can be, any time you want to be great at anything, it, it always takes time. You know what I mean? So you can be in the league for four years and, and you don't blossom until the, the fifth or sixth year. Right, right. So, you know, he, he around the right people uh, uh, to continue to push him every day. You know, but any greatness always takes time. You know, nobody has ever been great in anything in life. It, it happened instantaneously. You know, it's, it's a process. And I think as he continued to work through the process and continue to put in time, like, you know, the sky is the limit for him. Mm. I, I tell people a lot, too. I say, I feel you, you were about five years behind your time. Like I think, I think if you was five years earlier, you'd have been a lottery pick because you are a natural wow. point guard. You know, you got the vision, you got the IQ, you got the leadership. Like the NBA changed so much where they want a scoring point guard that yeah, it, it take away from a real traditional mm-hmm. point guard, and that's what you were, or that's what you was to say. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I, I stay on the argument. If you was five years <laughs> earlier, man. Not, <laughs> Lottery. <laughs> Alright, so I appreciate it. And to segue from that call, you have been asking some interesting questions to our guests. And one of the questions I, I, I gotta ask every guest now, mm-hmm. uh when did you realize, and I want you to tell us about it, that when, when you say, Hey, I might not reach to that highest level of NBA, and what was that transition like for you? Uh talk to us about that for for the listeners. Yeah, well well yeah, as the thing with me. So Oh, my call, my college career, like I never like when I was in high school, like um, I I for me honestly, me just, I can be transparent and honest. Like I think I'm a pretty uh, humble dude. So when I say this, I, I'm I'm still saying this in the context of humility. Like I I've always been a good basketball player. You know, does that make sense? Like I always I've always been good at the game of basketball. Like I I've always known how to play the game. When I was in high school, I played on a lot of, uh, of great teams. But when high school, my high school team, except for my first year, which was Buddy was the best player. When I my sophomore year, he was the best player. I was the second best player. When Buddy left, I was the best player the last two years on my team. And I high school basketball was easy for me, right? And that's you know a lot of offers and stuff came in like that. So, but in high school, like. I would be the first to tell to tell anyone I've never been a great shooter. Shooting shooting was never like my cup of tea, but I I could always put the ball in the basket and I could always make the right play. So even in high school, like I never I never shot a lot, but I could dominate a game without shooting threes. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. a lot so of sense. So when I came to college, 
Like I never planned on being in college for, for, for four years. Like my mindset was always the NBA, always. And I believe with all my heart I could play in the NBA. Right? That was always my mindset. Um, I can remember when Kentucky started recruiting me, my junior year of high school, when Kentucky started recruiting me, my high school coach was like, wow. He was like, Tom, like, if you go to Kentucky, like, you going to the NBA. I remember that. Kentucky was my dream school. So my high school coach was like, Tom, if you go to Kentucky, you going to the NBA. So the NBA was always my thing. But... Um, obviously, I worked on my jump shot a lot of years. I worked on my jump shot. Like, when I first left the Bahamas, I couldn't shoot at all. So, over the years, even though I was never a great shooter, I progressed it and I became a better shooter. But it was never, like, the main focus of my game. I was always, like you said, a traditional point guard. I was always good at defense. I was always good at leading. I could make plays. I could pass and stuff like that. When I came to college, college is a lot different than high school. Like, everything is scouted about you. Like, people know everything you're going to do and like, you gotta be able to. You gotta be able to make shots at my size and my 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 size. You have to be able to make shots. So for me, I I always worked on my game. But when I came to college, like I I didn't trust my work. And I and I as I share this with players, being on the coaching side of of of, of, of the game now, as I share this with players, the one thing I would always share with players is that I want you to be able to put in. Like it's not about me believing in you as a coach. Because I recruited you because I believe in you. But if you don't believe in yourself, you will never be successful. So my thing was, I never was, at the high school level, I mean, at the college level, excuse me, I was never really confident in my work that I put in, right? You know, people would leave me wide open, and, and, and I get it because that was a game plan, right? But then I started to play tricks on my mind. Even though I was in the gym, I was like, this, this is tough. And I, I never really was able to get over that hump of, of, of really being confident like I was in high school. Because in high school, like, it didn't matter what anyone do to me. They couldn't stop me. I was the best player. You know what I mean? But when I came to college, I wasn't the best player on my team. But So that was kind of hard for me to deal with because I never really could shape, like, getting my confidence as far as, like, you know, trusting the work that I put in. I never could really get over that hump. But... I, I still could have played in the NBA if I pursued that because but my I may not have got I wouldn't have get drafted, but just from the information I got from, you know, you know, coaches and scouts, like my route may have been may have looked different than everybody else route. But like many scouts have told me that I could play in the NBA. Right? And I so I agree. But my route would just look different. So the transition for me was I signed with an agent. My senior year, I signed with the agent and I was about to, you know, start. I started working out and, you know, getting ready to go to this showcase in, in Vegas for, you know, a lot of G League teams and a lot of overseas teams would be there and stuff like that. So I was working on This was about May of my senior year after I graduated. But like I said, I really, I really understood that I was more than a basketball player at this time. And I think what happened was because my career wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go, like, I really had to do a reality check. Like, I tell him, like, okay. And that that was when I had to really lean on my faith in Christ, right? So my, my sophomore year, I mean, going into my junior year, I ended up starting a Bible study. And that Bible study was really the thing that kept me because my career wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go. I began to spend more time in the Word. Um, running that Bible study really kept me grounded because I was frustrated about how my career was going on the court. 
But I began to, you know, seek a relationship with Jesus Christ more and more and more. And I started to realize that my identity was never in the game anyway. But after that, that my identity in Christ was the thing that made me, you know, kind of choose not to go in the direction of basketball anymore and be okay with it. And so around my senior year, when I had a chance, you know, I could, I could work for Michigan State or I could become a professional speaker or I could play. Those were the options I had. So at that same time, I was writing a book as well. So at the time I was writing the book was when, it, when I got the call from the Phoenix Suns and they were like, you know, they, they told me, they was like, every time we bring someone in to interview for the NBA, they always bring up your name. You would ask them who's the most influential person. They always be running. Your name always comes up. Mm. So we want you know, to kind of bring you in to do what you did in college for the Suns. So then I had to make a decision. I was like, tell me you can pursue this professional career. Um, you can speak professionally because I had a job opportunity with Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker in the world. Or you could play, or you could work at Michigan State. And so I had to make a decision, and I ended up, you know, making a decision to go to the Phoenix Suns. But so, and on top of that, I also had a, a foot injury for most of my college career, plantar fasciitis, where it was, it was really tough. And I had to factor that in as like, you know, what I don't know that I want to deal with this pain anymore on a consistent basis. Like, I probably should have. I missed 10 games my sophomore year, and I probably should have never came back my sophomore year. I should have just sat out the rest of the season because my foot was so bad. I was in the, I was in the walking boot for nine months my sophomore year. I would, I would have a walking boot on, but I would still practice. I wasn't able to get up shorts. I couldn't even stand up and shoot free throws. My foot was hurting so bad. But I, would, I, would, I, would plan, I was playing in the game. I was the starting point guard playing 25 minutes a game, but I was fighting through that pain every single day. So... That was another thing I had to factor in as well. Like, do I want to want to still, you know, work through the grueling process of, of, of getting treatment and doing all that all over again? I had to factor that in as well. But, you know, like, I still can play. Like, this whole, yeah, Michigan State, I was on the South team. I can still play basketball. But, but, like, I think when you find out, for me personally, when I found out that I was more than just a basketball player, yeah. Like I needed some serious healing to take place in my heart that I could be able to move on and, and propel into to, to all that I'm capable of doing by God's grace. So that was kind of the transition for me. Yeah, and I, you know, even though I, even though I can still play, like sometimes, you know, I, I, I played for the national team when I was with the Suns. They, they allowed me to go play for the national team. And I, I enjoyed that. And even when I think it was maybe a couple of years ago or last year when we had like a couple of college teams come to Nassau. And like Texas Tech, Georgetown, I played in those games. I was so out of shape. I was just at home, just chilling. And uh, Chris DeMarco, who was the head coach for the Bombers National Team, he was like, "Come," he said, "You might as well come play with us." I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't know if I can run up and down the court without being tired. Like, I, I, I ain't in good enough shape to play." But you know, it was fun for me, so I ended up. I still played in a couple of those games. I didn't really want to do it, but I still ended up doing it, and it, it was fun for me. But that was kind of my transition from, you know, from a player to a coach. Awesome, awesome. All right, that, that's powerful. And I, I appreciate you sharing, sharing that with us. Uh, I, 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 that, that, the part that you said about uh, your identity and finding your grounding and focusing in some God, that, 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 I just see that as powerful. I think a lot of people need to hear that and understand that maybe what you think is right for you might not be right, for you. Right. But if you find your grounding and your focus, and especially in some God, you could 
figure it out. And I and I appreciate you sharing that for, for all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we go do ahead. have a go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, we do have another question. It's another question that we like to ask our guests, and this has been fun every time we ask it. We need to know your top five Bahamian basketball players outside of yourself. Uh, let me see. Buddy DeAndre, for sure. Um, I ain't putting Bahamian Americans in this too? No. We, we, <laughs> uh, 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 so you know what? Let's exclude Buddy. Let's exclude DeAndre. And then exclude, any, exclude, exclude yeah, yeah, like they're in the NBA right now, so let's exclude them. Let's talk about guys who ain't in the NBA, but people might still know about from the basketball scenes for the past 10, 15 years. Because uh, your name came up a few times with some of our guests, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm hoping that you could return the favor we're going to see. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's, that's tough to, to exclude. Buddy and DeAndre. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Kai. Mm, yeah, Kai. Shut up. He, he's he's he can be he can be very very good. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, to be honest, I mean, I don't know how you ever feel about it, but I mean, this is just my thing. I like I like I like Dominic. Um, I think he's I think he's a very good point guard. Um, I know he's young, but I think he's very good. Um, I would say I like Franco. Okay. I like Franco. Um, Travis Munnings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, We're getting some different names right here. Yeah, now, yeah. now we can compare some lineups. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Give us one those, more. Those are, that's a, that's a deal. I said I tell you, give us one more, or that's a deal for you. Yeah, I would I would say that I would say I would say that that's that would be it for me right now. I, right, I think right. those guys have a lot of potential. I mean, like there's so so many so many guys we have overseas, like you know, Elgin Rose. Yeah. Call us, call the um, names, call the names. You know, Michael Carey. All we have so many guys that can. That Shout can out Guinness. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I would, I would, I would go with those guys if I exclude money. All right, all right, all right. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. All right. What is your, what is your five? What would be your five? I, I'm gonna leave that to Coach over here. <laughs> but Coach, see, Coach, don't want to put himself in that position because he has so much players that you know, we want to bring him as guests too. If he lists a five, if he lists a five right now, that means it's gonna be like twenty guys we miss. Like, look for me, it's hard to depict. Like, right, you know. Yeah. It's hard to pick, so it ain't no offense to nobody. Like, we have a lot of great players, and it's, it's no offense to nobody. Uh, that's why we leave it to our guests. I think I, maybe at the end of the season, I can do my five. We're going to put together a <laughs> five at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I got a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Now, I, um, this my three memorable moments for you, right? Memorable moments? Right. This my three from what I've like, been watching you for the past four years at mm-hmm. Michigan. So, I just want to get your take on how you felt at these moments. All right? Okay. Three yeah. moments. The game-winning shot you made, uh, who, who, who was against? Ah, uh, man. I forget what team it was. It was a game-winning shot. The ball, like, bounce, bounce, bubble, 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 and it, it ran Arizona. in Arizona. Mm, mm. 
how you felt like winning that bad that game winning shot at that moment? I mean that was a, that was a game tie in three. We ended up oh. losing the game on the Thunder actually. Mm. All right, all right, that's a tie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was a tie. We was down three, and and I it, it ended up tying in the game, and then we lose. We lost that game on the Thunder actually. All right, all right. I mean, y'all celebrating like y'all thought yeah. y'all won the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we had to celebrate because the game was. We know we. We get a chance to go to overtime. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The next one, battle for Alanis. coast to coast. Oh, it was nothing. And that dumb. I was like, there for that. I like, was there for that. I was there for that. At home, you know, in front of you. How you felt? Yeah, that was. I, I felt. I don't even. I can't even put it in words. <laughs> that one was. That one was like when I was coming down the floor, right? I saw the lean open up, and I was like, "Okay, if nobody saw me. I going up to dunk it." <laughs> but what made it so special to me was the fact that you know a lot of my family members had never seen me play live. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. They never seen me play college basketball live. Like my great grandmother was there, my grandmother was there, my grandfather was there, my cousins was there, my aunts was there, uh, my friends were there, like. And just the, you know being able to play at home, it was super special. Like I, it was it was crazy. I I don't know. That was definitely top two moments of my college basketball career for sure. Like like that like that there was ringing in the Bahamas. <laughs> like the whole island. Like when it happened, all the phones ringing up. <laughs> if you post a video on that, you was popular and cool. <laughs> Like that was awesome. It was, it was awesome, and I remember sitting there live. Me and my young lady was there. She don't even like basketball. When you did that, she running around like it was that powerful. Because he was representing the bar. Right, he that's dumped for the Bahamas like, when he did that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Then you know, and I know Tom Tom definitely knows. Growing up over the Bahamas, the biggest moments in the gyms is when, when a guy pull off a nice dunk. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And give him that last moment. Give him that All last right, moment. The final moment. I know you're gonna feel this one. Senior, senior game. Yeah. Like you was the last one to come off the court, the senior. You kissed the logo, ran the Izzo. Like, how, what was that moment like for you? That, that moment was special for me. I mean, because, you know, especially they played the national anthem before the game. I didn't know they was gonna do that. That's mm. crazy. That was <laughs> Shout out Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to be here and fly and the gym. Mm. That was special. I but it was just, you know, <laughs> it was special because I poured out a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into the program and, and they did the same for me. But, you know, I don't know. I maybe, I think I said, I don't know this to be true, like a fact, but I, I don't know about another behemoth that has played there. Right. You know, so to be able to be from the Bahamas and, um, you know, to be a three-time captain at Michigan State University, like, you know, to be considered one of the best leaders in the school, like, I, and, and all, I, I mean, all that happened to me there, and, you know, the, the, the kind words and things, you know, the coach said about me, and players, former players, and, you know, just the love I felt on that. I can't tell you how many former players texted me that day, uh, you know, former teammates texted me that day, you know, sent me a lot of uh, great messages and 
stuff like that. So it was just, it was a very special time for me because I was like, wow, you know, I put in so much work at this place. You know, people wanted me to leave Michigan State. You know, a lot of people don't know about that. Um, I, myself, when you people wanted me to leave. But, you know, I just, I felt like deep in my heart, it was more, it was more than just basketball deep there. You know, and I, I, I felt like, you know, I had a real family and people at Michigan State. So that was a really special time for me. Just to see the reactions of, you know, fans and, and people. I, I can't tell you guys how many, how many messages I received and the, the things that people said to me that I just went, wow, you never truly know the impact you have in it. Like, I know so many kids from Bahamas and all across the world. It was just, you know, it was just, it was special for him to be on ESPN and all that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. It was, it was a memorable moment for me, you know. It was, man, it was, it was, it was special. Even Ezra was in Tez, man. I was like, yo, look at that, like a coach. And Tez, yeah. like, he, like, you see, he really appreciate you. He, he, he love you as a person and what you did for the program. You, you could tell. Yeah, yeah, it was... I wish, I mean, like, after we played out my last game, we played against Syracuse, we lost that game. Like, that was, that was difficult because it was just like, wow, it was the end. That's you know it, yeah. It was the end and stuff like that. But, you know, I didn't have a lot of love for the program, a lot of love for the coaches that coached me. And, you know, it was, it was special being able to put on that jersey and, like, I wasn't just playing for me. I was playing for the Bahamas. At, you know, every night I was playing for my family. I was playing for the, for the, you know, for Michigan State. So it was, it was way more than. I always tell my teammates I was like, especially when it came to, you know, me being a captain. Like, there's only been seven three-time captains in the history of Michigan State basketball. Mm, it's crazy. And, mm, and I was one of them, right? And I would always tell my teammates I would be like, bro, you all don't understand. Like, I'm not even an American. Right. <laughs> so for the, the things that, you know, the Lord has blessed me with and allowed me to, to do at Michigan State University, like it, it's really, you know, it's, it, I know it's all God's grace. So that, for first off, that, that humbles me. Then again, to know that, you know, I'm not even an American. Some of the things that I've achieved, you know, just, you know, it's just like, wow, it doesn't matter where you're from or where you was born. You know, you have dreams. And, you know, you try to go about doing things the right way and stay focused and, you know, anything is possible, you know. All right, good. I have one more question, then I'm going to pass it over to Carl to close us out. All right, so yeah. one, another thing we like to do with our guests, uh, and I think it comes a special way from you as a coach, a, a coach, a person that had so many different experiences at all levels, what would you say to the young um, basketball player in the Bahamas? That young player right now, if you want to give him some advice on how to move and how to take it all in, what would you say to him? Can you repeat that question one more time, please? Uh, so I know you have a lot of experience from the coaching uh, levels, your own personal yes. experience through basketball. I want to know what would you say to the young players in the Bahamas coming up to, to encourage mm -hmm. them, to motivate them? G give them a word right now for us, please. Yeah, well, the first, the first thing I, I think I would tell a, a young, a young player um, in the Bahamas, I would, the first thing I would try to get down into his heart is for him to understand that he's more than a basketball player. Really? And reason being, I, I feel like if you understand that earlier, then rather than later, like I'm not saying this because I want like, like I don't want them to chase their dreams. I want them to chase chase their dreams with everything on the inside of them. 
when, when you understand that, 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 that you're more than a basketball player, if, just if, you don't achieve what you want to achieve in basketball, if you lose basketball, you won't lose you. Does that make sense? A lot of sense. Like, when, your, when your identity is tied up into a sport or whatever you do, if you lose that thing, you lose yourself. So if you can understand that even in pursuit of trying to be great at, at the game of basketball, I feel as if it's important for young kids to know that you are so much more basketball player. So if you understand that in pursuit of your basketball careers, if things don't go the way you would want them to go, it would be an easier transition for you. But also you would you would you would you would realize that wow I can do so much more than it's just nine o'clock. I than just play a game. And I know people may see me just as a basketball player, but I'm so much more than a basketball player. So that would be the first thing I would try to get down into their heart is to understand that they are much more than just an athlete, right? The second thing I would say to them is like, you 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 never get better at practice. You never get better at practice. All you do at practice is is, is display what you did when nobody else was watching. Mm, gotcha. So like, you don't, you don't get better at basketball in practice. You come to practice, you work on the team concept. You work on whatever it is you got to do to become a better team. But you become a better player when nobody's watching. So if you want to be great, you have to be intentional about spending time with the crowd. Does that make sense? You have to yeah. be intentional about spending time with the crowd. You almost had because first. <laughs> you, you won't get better at practice. You will get better when you spend time in the gym when nobody else is watching. And I know, you know, many kids back home are unfortunate to have a gym. But, like, even if you could go... To you know, a, a playground or a park or whatever, you have somebody rebound for you. Try to perfect putting in time and being intentional and invested in your game. Because a lot of kids may want to make it to the NBA or play professional basketball, but that don't just happen by wanting it. You can't wish that to happen. You have to work for that to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the second thing I would do is to tell them to invest, to invest in their crap, invest in the game because. You, you won't be great at it just because you want to. You would have to work for that. Like like all these players we you know that they that they look up to, they didn't just get to the level they they're at by by wishing it to happen. You have to work for it to happen. So that's the, that would be the second thing I would say is to invest your time in the game if you really want to achieve at it, if you really want to be successful at it. And the third thing I would say is this: I believe the the, the one of the most important things in life. Is decisions Fox. like like there's the saying that ha- that that goes around in the world, and, and we all a lot of people say this. They say you know every great man is fall from 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 a woman, right? And or you know they, people even use the Bible to say that you know if you look at every great man and a woman, you know uh, they fall from a woman. Samson and Delilah, you know David and Bathsheba, all these different things, and and that's not true. I don't believe that to be true, right? People fall because of decisions. Like, like if you look at David and Bathsheba, like, you know, David decided to do what he did, right? So decision-making is super, super, super important. And what I mean, every decision has a consequence. So if you understand that as a young man, as a young woman, uh, trying, to, trying to play the game of basketball or whatever sport you want to do, if you understand the implications of decision-making and that every decision you make a consequence is inherent in that. I think it'll help you make better decisions in terms of the kind of people you hang out with, the things you would do. And if you understand the weight of decision making, 
you can it can uh, it can better help you uh, put everything in place. Like it can better help you choose. Like okay, I want to make it to the NBA, so let me let me let me weigh the decisions I have. Should I be doing this or should I not be doing that? Right. So those would be the three things. I, the three things would be the first one would be to understand that you are much more than an athlete. The second one would be to invest time in the sport, whatever sport you want to do. And the third would be to understand that every decision you make in your life has a consequence attached to it. And if you can understand how to become a better decision maker, like that would help you to be able, uh, to, be able to pursue your dreams in a more efficient way. Well said. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> we appreciate that, and that's powerful. It really uh, was. I'm going to pass it to Carl to close this out right now. Go ahead. All right. Yo, Tom Tom, I really appreciate it, man, for taking your time out. I know you're busy up there in Michigan. Like, you know, we really appreciate it. You know, the, the, hear your, your testimony, your journey, you know, from now, from then to now, and still going on in the future. We really appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the best. And thank you for representing the Bahamas at such a high level. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I really, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, and one more thing. Let them know where they can find the book. Yes, sir. Where they can find your book. So, like, you know, if they want to reach out and, and get it, you know, uh, you could even, I think, yeah, I have it in your, in, inside the message, meaning you spoke it earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out there, yeah. too, also, so that people be able to just, uh, be able to purchase it and read it and, you know, get a better understanding of who uh, you are, you know? Yeah, uh, you can find it on ericthomas.com. This company is the, you know, the one that published my book, so... It's, it's there, and I, I don't. I'm not sure they still have any copies left. But now I saw stationers. Oh, weird! All right. I can't remember the exact location, but okay. They, I'm not sure if they have um, any. I saw stationers, but hopefully, whenever I come home, hopefully I can bring bring more uh, books over there. Um, yeah, thank you. All right, of course now. So what we gonna do, guys? We going Give our little goodbyes to Tum Tum. We're going to give him an opportunity to hop back in the chat. So what we're going to do is run some odds for about three minutes. And I promise you it's only three minutes. And we're going to be right back in the, in the, in the, in the uh, right back to get back to this down of Fox basketball. Oh, 